Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dog. Hey, everybody. We have the Patterdale Terrier today. And I don't think I've ever met a Patterdale, but I was so excited that we were able to Zoom with Amy and Blake all the way from Liverpool, England. And it was such a treat meeting them. Yeah, and I think you're going to love this uh, interview. This is a breed that's bold, confident, lively, hardworking, and tough as nails. So let's meet Amy and her Patterdale Terrier, Blake. All right. So Amy, thank you so much for joining us on Dog Nerd Show and for introducing us to Blake and the Patterdale Terrier. So we totally understand that um, being Terrier owners ourselves, that Blake may need to jump off of your lap and head out to the other part of the house, and that is completely fine, (laughs) especially since he's so young. But um, he is just beautiful, and I don't know that I've ever met a Patterdale Terrier before because they're not very common here in the U.S. No, I I know I haven't, yeah. So tell us, um, are they pretty common over there? In, yeah, in they're quite, they are, they're very common in England. They were bred originally in Cumbria, which is the Lake District. Okay. And they were originally bred as hunting dogs for hunting badgers and foxes. Um, so they're a British breed. They're more really, I would say, a type than a breed. Because okay. in England, they're not kennel club registered. And you can get quite a bit of variety in them. Okay. Um, so they're, they're a very active British breed. But as far as I understand it, they're growing now in popularity in the U.S. as well. Okay. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, we have border terriers. So we know that, you know, they're another fine English breed um, with a lot of energy, a lot of vim and vigor. Now, ours are 16 and a half and almost 14. So they are much less active than they used to be. But we have said pretty active until, you know, probably 12 or 13. So, um would you say that Patterdale is a very active breed? Very active. So <laughs> I've always had terriers. I've always had rescue terrier crosses. So my first dog was a Whippet uh, Jack Russell cross. Wow. And then after that, two more rescue Jack Russells. And Jack Russells are high energy, as you probably know. He is even more of a handful <laughs> than all three of them put together. He's just crazy. Wow. So is he your first Patterdale? Yeah, he's our first Patterdale. Okay. We, we actually went looking for another Jack Russell again because I've always had Jack Russells. Um, and we like, because we, um, we're we married and we live in Liverpool um, and we've had experience with rescues, we always do try to get a rescue if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came into the RSPCA. Um, do you know the RSPCA in England? Yes, yes. Yeah, so he was he was from an abuse background. Unfortunately, oh. it was um, a case of domestic violence. Oh, so gosh. he was getting kicked about and beaten, and, and the woman was getting kicked about and beaten. Oh. Um, so they took him out of that home when he was one and a half. So for the first 18 months of his life, he's, he's clearly not had the training, the exercise that he needs, yeah. and he's been mistreated. So when we first got him, he was a handful. And a little bit aggressive as well, which was probably a result of, of the violence that he'd been right. experiencing. Sure, yeah. Now, has how has he adapted to a, a happy, loving household? Was it did it take some time? 
yeah it did it took about three or four months I would say for him to properly settle the first three days he looked shell-shocked and he would hardly come out of his bed he was really really quiet mm. and then he started to liven up again a little bit and then it uh, he was he warmed to me much better than my husband because of him being a man so yeah Blake was quite barky with Cy when he came down the stairs and things like that originally but now he just loves him he loves Aww. he loves both of us and he loves the attention so um Patterdale Terriers are really really intelligent and um when we got him he could only sit that was all he could do um but with training they're really really good at doing tricks so he's learned yeah. loads with us he can sit down spin round roll over fetch his rats everything he's really really good oh that's great that's awesome now, you, you mentioned you mentioned barking just a minute ago uh, do they are they barkers do would you say they bark you know lot? um patterdales aren't as barky as other terriers but blake is particularly just just a barky one so we, we don't think that he's barky because of his breed uh, we just think he's he's barky because he's Blake, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the Patterdale owners that we we meet, they they don't bark as much, um, but they are very good guard dogs. So. Um, most pastels in general, they will tell you if somebody's approaching the house and coming to the door. Mm -hmm. um, so people like them as a small guard dog as well, really. Yeah. Right. Now, would you say that this is a good type of dog for a first-time dog owner? <laughs> no way. If you are a first-time dog owner, do not get a Patterdale. You won't know what's hit you. So <laughs> we would always recommend for people to start with um, maybe an easier terrier or even not a terrier at all, yeah. um, just to get used to having a family dog. Um, Patterdales need so much time um, and energy spent on them. So they wouldn't be good for somebody who needs to go and leave them if they work out of the house all day. Mm -hmm. um, me and my husband both work from home predominantly. Um, sometimes we're in a different city just one day a week. Um, so he gets a lot of our attention. If a Patterdale is kind of left from nine to five in working hours, it's probably going to start destroying things, chewing things. <clears throat> Yeah, and everywhere, um, <laughs> and that wouldn't be the dog's fault. It's simply because he wasn't getting the attention that he needs, you know. Yeah. So, do they need a lot of um, exercise and mental stimulation? Yeah, absolutely, loads. So today we walked for two hours with him um, through like woodland and forest. Nice. Um, right. He could probably do that every day. You know, yeah. If, yeah. We, if we could put that time in, we usually take him out at least half an hour in the morning. And half an hour in the afternoon every single day when we're working mm -hmm. and then friday i have friday off um to take him out properly and, and do the dog blog um and then saturday and sunday we usually take him to somewhere nice like uh, woodland or we've got crosby beach so we take him for long beach walks as well Aww. um but they need they're the type of dog that really need an active family so if you like hiking and you like cycling and you, your dog can run with you while you cycle, that's the kind of energy that they need. Okay. So that sort of hits on um, the family part of it. Uh, are, would you say that they're typically a good family dog if you're, if you're willing to be active with them? I would say that they can be. Um, the key thing with Patterdales is that they must have early socialisation because if they don't socialise with all different ages of people and all other dogs, they can be aggressive. Mm -hmm. And if they're not getting the exercise and the mental stimulation they need, they can be aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, but with regards to children, if they have got a bond with children, 
they can be really, really good with them. Um, they can get a little bit nippy when they're playing. So right. it needs to be with a family who understands, you know, we have to keep the boundaries in place. And if yeah. he's playing with children, he has to be supervised. Um, yeah, we have they're a... loving. They're very loving and very loyal. So they can make good family dogs if you've got a lot of time and a lot of land. Right. Yeah, we we have a uh, our our youngest, our female terrier. She's never really liked children, and Megan has surmised it's because they move so quickly. And they're, being that they're, they're unpredictable, yeah, they're unpredictable, and they move quickly. And and I think that the terrier in them in her is like, ah, oh, that's that looks like a small creature. I should go <laughs> attack, you know. So well, she also yeah. was um, she was a little. Uh, uh, traumatized when she was a pup because I fell on the stairs over a baby gate and knocked the wind out of myself and so you know again that was something that went crash and boom and you know she's very empathetic so she picked up on the energy so I think you know unpredictable things for her um, and it could just be like what you said you know um, some people are chattier than others some people are more worriers than others and I think you know for her that's uh, that's something but the bitiness, you know, our terriers, they, they're bitey when they play too. Yeah, but yeah. it's natural for them. Um, you have to be able to do things that kind of get that energy out. Yeah. Because right. if it's if it's not directed at fun stuff, it's going to be directed at other stuff. Yeah. So and we, think... give, we give him like puzzles. Do you have um, dog puzzles for your terriers? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Absolute must. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a... I think that's a hundred percent. It should be a requirement if you own a terrier. Yeah, is there? Yeah, they're have, always thinking. You have a fence backyard, yeah. and do you have puzzles? <laughs> yeah, they're so smart, and they're always thinking. So, and yeah. and yeah, if you don't get that out of their system, they'll get into mischief very quickly. Yeah, yeah, well, it's satisfying that hunting instinct, isn't it? By them smelling and looking for their food, you're kind I of agree. satisfying that element of the breed. Yes, yeah, we even uh, when they were younger would play hide and seek with their food. So we yeah. would like, you know, take them actually into this room that we never use, the formal living room. So we would, you know, put food, hide it around and um, make them sniff it out. And so that was a great way to work them so yeah. that they, you know, had to work for their food. Um, yeah. So for the, the different coats, I was actually reading up on the breed and I understand that there's... Um, is yours the smoother coat? Then there's yeah, the broken and yeah, he's smooth okay. So um, we think he might have a little bit of Jack Russell in him. Actually, he might be kind of Patterdale Jack Russell cross. But mm -hmm. some of them they can have the coarse hair, and some Patterdales even they look like they've got a little bit of a moustache if they're the coarse haired. Yeah, right. I saw that. Of course, since I'm always drawn to a scruffy face, which you know my <laughs> husband and my dogs. <laughs> I, I saw the scruffy ones and I was like, oh, look at those little whiskers. Um, do they shed? He actually doesn't molt too much. Okay. The short-haired ones are very easy to maintain, so we just need to brush him like once a week with a wire, a wire brush, and that's it really. Even wow. with that, so his his coat is easy to maintain. They shed a little bit, yeah, um, but it's manageable. Whereas my Jack Russell, I used to be hoovering like. Every <laughs> I know we have that problem as well. I'm sure you know border terriers very well and they are shedders. So even though we read online that they didn't, I was like, what? <laughs> or it was like very minimally, I was like, what? <laughs> That's not right. Um, so, 
Anything else that you think people should know about this breed? Every time he pops his head up, I can't help but smile because he's just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and he's um, very well behaved for a three-year-old. He's quite well behaved. Well, he is at the moment. It's because I've got a bag of treats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that uh, people who have patterdales need to be mindful of that chasing instinct um, because they may or may not be able to let them off lead. Mm -hmm. So Blake, he really struggles to be on lead. Um, he's not, uh, you know, an urban dog. We live in the city and if I take him on a street walk, he can be quite reactive. But mm -hmm. when we go out into the countryside, he goes off lead and he's got really good recall wow. um, and he stays with us. So he, he's a very good off lead dog. But some people who have patterdales, they never get over that chasing instinct. Mm -hmm. So even if you've got good recall on them, if they're going to see, you know, maybe a rabbit or a vole or something, they're going to chase that no matter what. And I've yeah. heard stories of, of people... Um, they, their dogs get stuck down rabbit holes and things like that mm. and and there was an awful story um from another patterdale owner who said that her patterdale got stuck underground in a rabbit hole they couldn't find her and couldn't get to her oh. somebody else sent their dog to sniff to find out where she was mm. and she was quite close to death because she'd been underground for a couple of days oh, um, wow. it, it, it's just awful so you know there are people who've lost their terriers that way Wow. Um, as I say, we're quite lucky with him. I think because he's rescued and he's quite attached to us, mm -hmm. he will chase things, but he will always kind of come back and look and make sure he knows where we are. Wow. Um, but that, that's not the case with all Patterdales. So you yeah. may have to accept that you're going to have to have them on a long line, you know, right. just to, to be safe. I am constantly amazed with the Border Terrier people that I follow whose dogs are off leash all the time because I think my, my, summation is maybe that because they're they're not very common over here ours are very prey driven so they're they're very much more of a working dog um so we do we, we've never trusted our dogs off of a leash because they i mean they, they would get, be get by a car. they would be in the next I mean, county yeah. they, they they would get on Corey and be in the next county yeah and so you know over over there you know it seems like and maybe it's because they are such a popular breed and they've been bred so much that that's been bred out of them but I, I have heard stories there's this adorable YouTube video of a border terrier running set to Queens don't stop me now which I could like if I'm having a bad day I'll turn it on and watch it and unfortunately when you read the description he lost his life to a fox so he was he went down a foxhole and the oh, fox got the better of him and you know he was very young and you know we don't we don't live in the country ourselves, but you know, there, you know, there's possums and we do have foxes and you know, coyotes and things like that. So we live, um, we live in the suburbs, which is more country than city, city, but but we you know, we have nature around us. Our backyard is all nature. But but you know, with the Patadale Terrier uh, being so active. I could see your point there because if you're an older person and you own one and you have it off lead and it goes running, I mean, wow, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, so it's, and that's where the training really comes in, you know, into play. I think that if people put more training in ahead at the start, then, you know, it just makes life so much easier. And I know, you know, we're guilty of not doing some things that we should have done and, you know, you learn your lesson, but, um, 
Yeah, it, it keeps everyone safe. So. <laughs> yeah. They've started to do fireworks, which is what he's got now. It's too early, but they, they've started them. Um, I saw that. Is it, is, there a, is it a holiday? Well, it's coming up to Bonfire Night in the UK on the 5th of November. Okay. Um, but they seem to be getting earlier and earlier every year. Oh. And I think that because of COVID, people are a bit bored. So yeah. oh. the fireworks already. So how does he do? How does he do with fireworks and loud noise? He's a lot better than other dogs that I've owned, um, as long as he has distractions. So um, good things that we use with him, and again, you probably have these for your terriers. We have licky mats and we mm -hmm. have kongs, mm -hmm. so we can stuff them with all his favourite meats or peanut butter or cheese. And then if there's you know a lot of fireworks, or if we know there's going to be visitors that could scare him or, or he hasn't met yet, um, we'll use those and uh, give him something to keep him occupied and he's, he's generally okay when we do that. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just about finding the different things that work, yeah. that work for your terrier, you know, to keep them occupied. We had to do CBD oil for our younger one yeah. because of fireworks. She was never afraid of them until one, one day, she, she and I were outside and one went off and I never understood people's frustrations with fireworks because I never had dogs that were afraid. And oh my gosh, it is the worst thing ever. <laughs> Not ever, it but it's- them a lot of stress and anxiety, doesn't it? Yes, and you can't do anything to calm no. them. So we were very lucky that it worked for her. I know it doesn't work for everybody, but oh gosh, I, I hope you guys, find some peace because that's, you know, November, what did you say, 5th? That's not. November the 5th is going to be horrendous. We have to keep him in. He can't, on, on like the 3rd, 4th and 5th and that weekend, he won't even be able to have a walk at night. We'll have oh. to take him out in the morning and that's it. Oh God, no. and that's so many days. And like, that's horrible for him because he, he needs to get that energy yeah. out, you know. So, and because we live in the city, we're in Liverpool, we, we've got a garden, but it's just a small yard really, mm -hmm. so. We're, yeah. The next step for us will, will be to get a house with a, a bigger garden so that you can have more space to run free. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I know that you write a very cool blog about uh, Patterdale Terriers. It's patterdaleterriers.co.uk. Yeah. Um, lots of great information on there for people who are interested in the breed um, or just dogs in general. So. Um, what inspired you? Was it was it Blake that inspired you to stay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I was when we got him, I, I didn't know as much about the breed. I knew he was a terrier, um, but the more that I read about them and the more time that I spent with Blake and, and realised what he needs, I just thought I've got to share all these stories and all these tips with people because some people they end up with a terrier type dog or a patterdale and they just don't know what they're getting into and they look cute don't they you know they're a very popular dog because they look so sweet and, and they're a nice size and everything but you know people have all kinds of problems with them they're, and a lot of the time they just don't know how to train them and how to kind of get around the problems. Yeah. So um, one main issue that we've had with Blake, and I've blogged about this quite a lot, is um, separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when we, were, we started to leave him alone just after we got him, he would literally cry. The second you shut the door, you could hear him whimpering mm -hmm. and barking and crying. It was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, we couldn't even go to the corner shop. And so I blog about things like that. We got him used to it with the Kongs and the Licky Mats, but also building up time apart slowly. So mm -hmm. first just go out for five minutes, then half an hour, then an hour. Um, so I'm talking quite a lot on the blog 
about the kind of problems we've experienced with him and what's worked for us and you know the readers can take something away um, we promote all of his favorite products on the blog so we, we blog about what treats he likes and um, what leads we use for training and the harness and um, I share silly stories as well like the naughtiest things my and you know all so, of that yeah. training stuff is very important for anybody who has any type of dog because you know you may have a, a golden retriever that has separation anxiety so yeah. it's a great resource for just you know from the dog mom's mouth right you know just yeah, absolutely I think it's I think it's important too because you're you're helping people set expectations so if they're interested in the uh, in, in, in a terrier you know whether it's a you know Porterdale or, or a Patterdale, I'm sorry, or <laughs> or a uh, Border Terrier, or any or Jack Russell. You need to know what you're getting into, and you're you're able to firsthand tell people, hey, this is where because this is how that's a big reason why our you know our um, I can't think of the word right now, but that's why we have facilities that fill up, oh, shelters, shelters yeah. that fill up. We have shelters that fill up because people's expectations and then the realities don't match and so i think it's great that you're doing that it's fantastic yeah it, uh, there was a lot of dogs in the shelter it was quite upsetting really it is yeah. and that's that's why we're doing this you know that's that's why we do what we do too because it, you know if people know better and they can make better decisions then they'll do better so i hope that people listen to this and they're interested in the breed, but I also hope they take a realistic view of themselves and their lives and say, you know, maybe this is not a good breed for me because, you know, there's, I think like Huskies got very popular with like Game of Thrones and things like that. Yeah. And you know, not everybody needs to have a Husky. That's a very high energy dog that requires big, well, yeah. yeah, big commitment. And, you know, it's, and the other, another little issue that I want to address someday is the, the fact that people get dogs for social media. That they actually yes. get dogs because, and it's like, ugh, it's, yeah, it's as if they're fashion accessories almost for some yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, you saw that. You saw that with the uh, Chihuahua, uh, and you, you know, and, it, and it's a shame because what happens is then you have overbreeding. Yeah, and then you have dogs that are that are going to end up in, um, you know, kennels or or they're going to end up in a, in a in a worse place, a pet store. Yeah, they'll end up dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, the pet stores so, will get them from the puppy farms or puppy, puppy mills. mills yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Patterdales at the moment, um, because of coronavirus, they're in high demand. So usually in England, you'd pay about £350 for a Patterdale Terrier. They're now selling online for two or 3000 Oh, wow. um, And it's because demand has, has gone up during lockdown because people want to have a dog to spend time with and exercise but of course when all those people need to go back to work when lockdown mm -hmm. ends mm -hmm. a lot of them are going to end up back in the shelter and that's yeah. that's what's heartbreaking so we get a lot of inquiries about breeding we're asked all the time are you breeding have you got any pups and we just say no we always encourage you to to foster or adopt if you can and yeah. i understand that adoption is and rescue is not for everybody because if you've got young children or you mm -hmm. don't have the time to deal with problems that come with a rescue i understand that for some families they do need a puppy um it's just that i feel that a lot more people could adopt yeah um, and the ones yeah. who could should yeah and, and we agree. we agree i mean we got our border terriers from a reputable breeder um, but we've learned so much since then and you know for sure we know that the next dog we get will be a rescue um, 
and we understand we're you know we're very open-minded to the fact that people you know if they want a specific breed and they want a puppy we urge them to find a reputable breeder and to get past that instant gratification of wanting it now and yeah. knowing that it's going to take time and you know what the end result is you'll have a healthier pup in the long run because backyard breeders or puppy mills puppy farms you know it's it's not going to give you the best quality dog and so then you'll have those behavioral problems like you were talking about but i i think that um that's a really great point you know something that people don't think about with coronavirus lockdowns is you know the dogs and what is going to happen to them afterwards because I think a lot of people will probably need to bookmark your um, article on separation anxiety because that's a, le a legitimate issue. Like we've noticed it with our own dogs, just not really getting anxious, but definitely like, wait a minute, you're leaving. <laughs> so especially now. they're used to having you around so much now. Right. Right. Exactly right. Yeah, I think I think we would have to probably read your blog on separation anxiety if we went back to work like we used to. But, but luckily, luckily we, we don't. Yeah, home. we don't have to. So. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. And I, I do want to note that Blake has his own Instagram, which is yeah, Blake, Blake the Patterdale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we want to encourage our listeners to go follow Blake on Instagram and also go to your blog, which is patterdaleterriers.co.uk. Thank you, Amy, so much for your time. It has been such a treat to talk to you, to meet Blake. He is way more but way, way better behaved than i think our dogs would be and uh super cute so oh, he's, he's he's a he's an awesome dog yeah, yeah. thanks for sharing his story too that's you know that's a powerful story where he came from and, and how much you guys have rehabilitated him yeah thanks so much for having me on the dog nurture oh we loved absolutely. it absolutely I, I just loved them oh. i mean how sweet was she and the fact that Blake sat in her lap the whole time, I was surprised because having terriers and knowing that she would rate the Patterdale as more active than right. a Jack Russell, you know, that's kind of like, that's the, the tippy top right there. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was on his best behavior. He, it was great. I think he knew. He was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be on Dog Nerd Show. I've got I've to, you know, <laughs> be on camera the whole time. So he was just so cute. Um, so this breed actually comes from Northern England, and they were used to control vermin predominantly to protect um, those, uh, so vermin that are predatory to sheep. So right. that was their, their main purpose. And, you know, all of our research, because I really have to say, even though I'm a self-proclaimed dog nerd, I was not very familiar with the Patterdale. Mm -hmm. So I did some research, and they are really a hardworking dog. In fact, they are more apt to be working dogs than show dogs, which is kind of familiar to us having border terriers. But I, I would say, based on what Amy was saying, I think these guys are a, a notch above. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, I could correlate a lot of what Amy was saying with our experience with border terriers. And we kind of brought that up a little bit in the, um, we kind of brought our borders up because it, it was something we could relate to mm -hmm. because they're very similar in what they were bred to do mm -hmm. and their temperament seems somewhat similar, even though I would say based on what Amy was saying, the Porterdale is a little bit more Patterdale. Patterdale. I do that every time <laughs> I did that in the interview. The Patterdale is a bit more, um, maybe energetic than the borders, which kind of blew my mind a little bit <laughs> so, okay. we were like really is that possible but i mean i think jack russell's are higher energy than a border as well yeah um, I, I i could see that 
but, but yeah, so very high energy levels. So, um, you know, just a courageous little dog, obviously the scenario with her dog was so sad what mm-hmm. happened and, and the situation with the family. And, um, I do want to give a, a nod to a group here locally called Ahimsa house. And I'll put this in the show notes. Um, they actually help, uh, women who are in abuse. I, well, I guess anyone, cause a man can be abused too. They, they help people who are in domestic violence situations where they will find someone to foster their dog until they can get to a safe place. So I will, um, what a great organization. I know I found out about them when I was doing, I think boxer stock and they were a, a fellow vendor there. And I just thought, wow, you know, those are things you don't think about very much, but, um, so, Thankfully, Blake got into a very loving, warm family and seems to be thriving. Um, So a few things to know about the Patterdale Terrier. Energy level is off the charts. (laughs) Through the roof. Yes. Highly active with an incredible prey drive. Um, So safe to say, just as Amy said, this is not a good dog for a first-time dog owner. They require people who are as active as they are. Yeah, I think this is a this is a breed that needs a person that's ready to be a bit more active than Netflixing it. So <laughs> so <clears throat> with a dog like this, you have to you have to also stimulate them mentally as well as physically. Yeah. Because they they are going they're going 100% all the time. They're they're built to work. So if they're not constantly working because they're not living on a farm, mm-hmm. you need to use puzzle games. You know, uh, you need, and, and if you go to Amy's, so if you go to Amy's uh, website, which is patterdaleterriers.co.uk, or, and, or you go to Instagram and follow at Blake the Patterdale, you can see puzzle games that he has. And there's some very cool puzzle puzzle games. But if you have a dog that is um, a high energy, needs something to occupy their time, definitely look into puzzle games because they help that, they help get that energy out because they give them that mental stimulation. Um, also the coat. So it is easy to care for and minimally shedding. Um, there are three types, smooth, broken, and rough. So it, basically, I um, Blake would be smooth. The broken looks like it has just a little more kind of mm-hmm. whiskery around the, the face. And then the, the rough is like terrier coarse. Yeah, yeah maybe even has a little mustache. And, yeah, yeah, definitely the rough would. Yeah. So um, temperament, they are great when socialized early. They're great with humans, livestock, and other dogs. But again, they must be socialized early. Early, You know, um, as we've discussed, any dog can, you know, gain a fear of other dogs from um, just one bad instance. Just like we talked about with Bryn and the uh, Boston Terrier, you know, one instance and it can be hard to, to go right. back. So, um, right. yeah. And then, Michael, you want to talk about the last item, which we kind of touched on a little already. We just want to remind you about the activity. So they're, they're great for active owners. So, so if you're into outdoor hiking, um, if you enjoy things like lure course with your dogs or agility or, or just fly ball or just long walks in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. Like Amy said, the two hours at the beach, right? right? If you're committed to that, 
and and that's something you do already, this might be a good breed for you to look at. If you're not, if you're more committed to the couch, it's probably not the guy that you'd want to yeah. bring into your family. Or even if you're just, you know, you're somewhat active, but you're, you've got a busy lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, this dog needs a lot of attention, uh, attention and, and yeah. activity. So right. again, you know, don't don't put yourself or a dog into a situation that isn't ideal. So that is the Patterdale Terrier. We so loved meeting Amy and Blake. And again, you can learn more about them on her website, which is patterdaleterriers.co.uk. And then you can follow Blake at Blake the Patterdale on Instagram. So we loved doing that interview. If you have a breed you would like to discuss, please contact us. You can message us or email us at dognerdshow at gmail.com and find us anywhere online at dognerdshow. But we would love to talk to you about your breed. So definitely reach out. If you have a Patterdale, comment, let us know. Did we forget something? What's something we should know? Um, We'd just love to hear about your dog. So, so please comment. Yeah. I I would love to hear more about it too, because I'm interested in that breed. The, um, the other thing too, we're asking is, Hey, go ahead and subscribe. It's free. It's easy. It's right down here. There's a bell right next to it. It'll tell you when we have videos coming out. We, uh, we really would love to have you become part of our regular everyday viewership. So, so, uh, we try to put these out every two weeks. So we're on YouTube obviously. And then we do the podcast. So we simultaneously put the podcast up in the YouTube video up the same day, about every two weeks. Uh, so we're really looking forward to, uh, gaining that subscribership so we can build the channel. And we just want to thank everybody who has been listening to the podcast, We see you. We know we've got a regular group and we really appreciate it. And same goes with YouTube. We really, really appreciate your support. It is so fun for us to do this. It's fun for us to do this together. And it's just fun for us to meet these new people and talk about dogs with them, learn about their dogs. It's just so much fun. So thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you, folks. And until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.